So what happened? An expose on American politics. Welcome, I'm your host, Elena Sloboda. And I'm your co-host, Heidi Reyes. On this podcast, we'll be talking about partisanship in America and how we got here. Today's sponsor is Melissa Warrick. Without her, this podcast wouldn't be possible. So how divided is America? In the past 25 years, research done by the Pew Research Center shows that Americans are more divided on partisan issues now than ever before. Statistics show that, on average, American partisanship has more than doubled in the past 25 years. Not only has partisanship doubled, but unfavorable opinions of the other party have also doubled up from 20% in 1994 to 45% in 2017, showing an upward trend of the us-against-them mentality. As a matter of fact, the research shows that the only issue parties have moved together on is the acceptance of homosexuality, which is a bit concerning for our democracy, as compromise is very important to get things done, but we can come back to that. I really want to talk about why we're so divided, because it's very clear from the research we are, but why? The major thing we are divided on is not by race, not by religion, age, race, gender, or attendance of anything it is the party how did become how did we become so divided on a stance in politics well i think part of it's the way that campaign ads have been targeted in the past 20 years instead of politicians working together we're now seeing more attack ads more um you want us over the other guy mentality rather than this candidate has the views I agree in, especially in the upcoming election. The majority of people are voting not because of who they like, but because of who they don't like, which is a bit concerning for the stand- for our democracy when you're not voting for the person that you agree with. You're voting against the person you don't disagree with. And when you start voting against people, it is detrimental to the soul of our democracy. So how did we get to here? We, as the younger generation, grew up with reality TV shows. Now, reality TV shows, they're a little extra. (laughs) (laughs) They're a a little fake. And I mean, we have a reality TV star as our president, so clearly they had an impact. It had a huge impact, like, among us. So what I want to find out is how did we get from... The only difference between choosing one party over the other is the same differences. Do you prefer your water with lemonade or without lemonade to only this guy, that's it, I don't like your guy, no, get out of here. How do we get to that big of a difference? Yeah, and it's kind of interesting because the research actually shows that um, Democrats prefer candidates who make compromises with people they disagree with, uh, 69% to 28%. Whereas Republicans or conservative Republicans prefer candidates who stick to their positions, 46% to 41%, which is a little interesting because it kind of reflects on modern politics. Um, We have this very anti-compromise, our way or the highway sort of Congress cycle. And it is actually detrimental because less laws get passed Uh, We spend more time debating things that the majority of Americans actually agree on. And it kind of puts our political system in a stranglehold. A perfect example? 
this second or third stimulus bill that we were supposed to have already. As of today, our Senate is in a recess due to a party held over the recent nomination of Amy Coney Barrett, who is nominated for a pick for the Supreme Court just for the, yes, for the, for the Supreme Court to take over the recently deceased Ruth, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, this is unfortunate as the stimulus bill desperately needs to be passed to help Americans. And due to the fact that multiple senators have COVID from attending this party, the bill will likely not be passed for another few weeks, which can lead to evictions for Americans and is detrimental to the health of society as we desperately need this help. And we are still facing partisan issues being attached to bills that are needed and forcing gridlock on the floor of Congress because these things are not getting passed due to partisan issues that have nothing to do with the aid that is being given to American citizens. So what can we as Americans do to prevent and avoid this extreme partisanship from happening in the next upcoming election, the following election of 2020, past 2020? So in 2020, we're gonna vote how we always have. However, there is actually an interesting solution. If states uh, switch to ranked choice voting, which is a different kind of voting. Um, in your normal election, it is a plurality winner takes all approach. So whoever has the majority of votes wins the election. <laughs> However, that means you actually don't need 50% of the vote to get elected in um, America. If we switched to a ranked choice voting setup, which um, is interesting and can be run a little differently. Maine has already actually switched over to it, but winner or ranked choice voting actually says you have to have 50% of the vote and you get to rank your candidates in order of preference. For example, say you were trying to pick between apples, oranges, and bananas, and you want an orange first, apple second, banana third. You would put that down and then uh, they would total the results by going through and adding up how many votes for everyone's first choice. Your third choice would be eliminated, and everyone, if, and if no one reached 50%, your third choice is eliminated, and all of the people who voted for their, the third choice as their first choice, their second place votes are then tallied up. And obviously with more candidates, this will happen a little more until someone reaches a majority of the votes. And we can actually get ranked choice voting passed without needing a constitutional amendment. State legislature can pass and approve ranked choice voting. In fact, as you brought up earlier, Maine is using ranked choice voting for the 2020 presidential election and 22 states have ballot initiatives this year to pass some form of ranked choice voting. And if we switch to ranked choice voting over the Electoral College, everyone's vote would matter equally. As of right now, under the Electoral College, your vote doesn't matter equally, and it follows the winner-takes-all setup. So in the Electoral College, if, say, Arizona votes 49 to 51 for the presidential election, the person with the majority gets all of Arizona's votes, despite the fact that they actually only had the support of half of Arizona. 
underrate choice voting if we switch to this over our current system of the Electoral College, your vote would actually matter more and it would matter equally, unlike it does in the current system. So what can you do as a citizen? Uh, you can support uh, ranked choice voting legislation. Check in your state and local elections. Is that up on the ballot? If not, see if you can get it added to next year's ballot. See if you can write your senators, write your legislators. It takes action and it takes voting. The most important thing you can do for your democracy and to change things is to go out and vote. I know there's a mentality, especially amongst our generation, we're 18 to 29 year olds and we do not vote. As citizens, it is our duty and our responsibility to make our voices heard. I know it seems a little hard. Oh, I have to go to the poll. Register to vote, get a mail-in ballot, do whatever you have to do to make your voice heard because it is important. This is our future and we have a right and a responsibility to make informed votes and to make sure that we are not standing quietly by while our democracy dies. I don't care who you vote for so long as you are going out and voting because that is incredibly important to society. It is important that you make your voice heard because your vote does matter. The concept that your vote doesn't matter, your one vote, it might not change much. My vote probably isn't going to. But when all of us go out and vote, we have the power to change the world. And it is important to go out to make your informed votes, do your research. It doesn't take that long. Figure out what you believe in and vote for it. Because right now, that is the most powerful thing you can do for yourself and for those around you in your society as a whole. If you want to fix the partisanship that is poisoning our country, don't feed it. Become candidates, run for office, make sure ballot initiatives get on the um, ballot. Make sure that your representatives are being held accountable for the decisions they are making. The best way you can hold your legislators, your senators, your congressmen responsible for their actions is by going out and voting. And that is the most important thing that you can do. Thanks for listening. This is Elena Sliboda and Heidi Reyes on partisanship in America and what you can do to help fix the divide. Thanks for joining us. See you next week.